Welcome to Martin Van Dyke Undercovers for October 2017, produced in partnership with the Ann Arbor District Library. Howard Markle is a professor of the history of medicine at the University of Michigan, and he is also the director of U of M Center for the History of Medicine. He has written a remarkable new book called The Kellogg's, The Battling Brothers of Battle Creek. John Harvey Kellogg was one of America's most beloved physicians, a best-selling author, lecturer, and health magazine publisher, founder of the Battle Creek Sanitarium, and patron saint of the pursuit of wellness. His younger brother, Will, was the founder of the Battle Creek Toasted Cornflake Company, which revolutionized the mass production of food and what we eat for breakfast. In Howard Markle's new book, The Kellogg's, he tells the sweeping saga of these two extraordinary men whose lifelong competition and enmity toward one another changed America's notion of health and wellness from the mid-19th to the mid-20th centuries and who helped change the course of American medicine, nutrition, wellness, and diet. When I interviewed Howard Markle, I asked him if the Kellogg's were indeed originally from Battle Creek, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, John Harvey Kellogg, the older brother by eight years, uh, was born in Tyrone Township in Michigan, and then they moved uh, down to Battle Creek. And Will Kellogg was born in Battle Creek in 1860. And their parents came to Battle Creek to follow the Seventh-day Adventist Church, which was uh, founding around that time. And Battle Creek was the basically the Vatican of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So they grew up in Battle Creek and spent uh, the majority of their lives there. Compare and contrast the personalities of Will Kellogg and his older brother, John Harvey. Did they have just completely different personalities? Is that why they just famously did not get along? Well, that's part of it. They were as different as day and night. Uh, John Harvey Kellogg, who was a physician who founded and ran the the world-famous Battle Creek Sanitarium, which was a medical spa, grand hotel, and hospital all rolled into one that attracted, you know, tens of thousands of people, including a year, including famous uh, people, celebrities, presidents, and so on. He ran the show, and he was bombastic and charismatic and a wonderful speaker, and people just loved him, and he loved attention. Uh, He was also quite imperious and quite difficult to work for. And his brother, Will, who was thought to be the, quote, dim-witted brother, it turned out he needed glasses and didn't know this until he was 20 years old, and that that affected his schoolwork, as you can imagine. But Will was the business mind behind the Battle Creek Sanitarium. He ran the the human resources to make sure everyone was working and doing their job. He made sure the payroll was paid. He took care of all the accounts for not only the sanitarium, but for all of the doctor's side businesses, you know, his food businesses, his publishing company, his uh exercise equipment company and so on and he was uh the inside guy the guy you don't think about but you really need to run the show uh from a business perspective 
But the doctor, John Harvey, treated Will just abominably, uh, and this began in childhood. John never uh, missed an opportunity to beat up or humiliate or verbally castigate his brother. And when Will worked for him for nearly 25 years, he always felt as if he was the doctor's lackey or flunky. And this really had a huge toll on his psyche. Uh, He had an inferiority complex the size of Rhode Island. Mm. Uh, And yet, he was, just as the doctor was a medical genius, Will was truly a business genius. And so in 1906, he decided to leave the doctor's employ and uh, produce cornflakes, uh, which was originally developed by both of them as a health food. But Will had that brilliant idea saying, you know, there are a lot more healthy people who just want a nutritious, convenient breakfast. And boy, was he right. It is incredible to read about the diet of most Americans some 100 years ago or more than that. It's really disgusting what people ate. And and this was a lot of the reason that the Kellogg brothers created this cereal. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, the diet uh, (laughs) makes fast food look like health food. Um, The diet was, you know, a a lot of animal fats, uh, uh, cured salty meats, uh, gravies that were, you know, mixed with fat or butter, um, creamed vegetables, uh, things that were fried, uh, potatoes that were fried in last night's uh, congealed grease. Oh, joy. Yeah. Um, a lot of alcohol was consumed by adults and, and young young men and women, and a lot of caffeine and a lot of smoking, a lot of tobacco. Um, and so it was not a healthy diet. And uh, the most common complaint for people to come to the Battle Creek Sanitarium was something they called dyspepsia. I call it in the book, the great American stomach ache. You know, they, they had upset stomachs and indigestion and uh, constant constipation and flatulence. No wonder, given what they were eating. And so the doctor prescribed as part of his invention of what we now call wellness, he called it biologic living, a healthy grain and vegetable diet. And cornflakes, they were originally wheat flakes, was just one of these foods. He created peanut butter, he created soy milk, he created uh, what we now know as Metamucil, uh, but a psyllium, a natural laxative. Uh, he created all of these or developed all of these foods and uh, sold and served them to his patients. Was cereal an, an instant hit with America? Oh, boy, was it ever. Um, to begin with, it was an instant hit with the patients. And then one patient who uh, was working in the kitchen to pay off his bills was a man named Charlie Post. You may know him as C.W. Post ah. uh, or of General Foods fame. And he stole a lot of the Kellogg's recipes, and Will was just really upset about that because the doctor didn't want to commercialize these. It was his gift to mankind. And also, there were real strictures on doctors selling products or advertising their names back then. <laughs> that doesn't exist today, unfortunately. I'm saying that as a physician myself. And um, so when the when Will started uh, what was then called the Battle Creek Toasted Corn Flake Company, which we now know as Kellogg's, um, he not only had a great product, he realized that advertising, national advertising, was just beginning as a uh, science, in quotes. How do you advertise to people not only that they want a product, but that they need it? 
and there was all sorts of you know newspapers and magazines starting up at that time. There was three and four color printing presses, so you could do beautiful advertising. And the Kellogg's ad campaign, which began in print and then graduated to radio and television and cable and the internet, has never stopped. Hmm. And uh, litigation between these two brothers seemingly never stopped. When did all of these lawsuits and countersuits begin between John and Will? Well, they started about basically a 10-year lawsuit that began, began in 1910. Very soon after Will became successful, the doctor just couldn't stand it. And even though Will bought the rights from his brother, fair and square, and there was a pretty good contract about this, which made the doctor relatively wealthy uh, in terms of his cornflake stock, the doctor started producing his own cereals that he called Kellogg's. They weren't as tasty, and they weren't the same uh, quality-controlled cereals, but the grocers didn't really know. They said Kellogg's is Kellogg's, and they put them next to each other, and Will was understandably upset as uh, the CEO of uh, a fledgling company. He thought this was a real threat to his company, and he was right. And so he sued the doctor, and then the doctor sued Will, and this went on and off and on and off until it was finally decided by the Michigan State Supreme Court in 1920 that Will was right. He had the right to use the name Kellogg's on a box of cereal based on the fact that he had spent millions and millions of dollars advertising the name, and that when the average American heard the word Kellogg, they thought of cornflakes. And so they ruled in favor of Will, and the doctor had to pay all sorts of court fees and uh, damages and so on. And when he produced his own cereals, it was uh, decided he could only put his name on the bottom of the box in small print. Uh, so that 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 really uh, made a bad relationship even worse. <laughs> when did they, how long did each of the brothers live, and did they ever fully reconcile before they passed away? Well, they lived each to be about 90 and some months, but the doctor uh, died in 1943, and Will died in uh, 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 1951, so eight years apart. Uh, they did try to reconcile, and they had one last meeting very shortly before the doctor died, but it quickly fell into the rut of arguing and and and, and all sorts of baiting, and no, they never really repaired that relationship, and that's one of the great tragedies of this story. These brothers who really needed each other uh, for each one's success, the sanitarium would never have been as successful without Will's business mind, and of course, Will's cornflake company would never have started without John Harvey's contribution. So these were two great men that accomplished a great deal, and yet they could never acknowledge the role that the other brother played in their success. But how many people want to eat Kellogg's cereal in a, in a day or in a month or in a year, Howard? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I think about... Uh, 350 million bowls of cornflakes were consumed this morning. <laughs> so quite a lot, quite a lot. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. How many Kellogg's plants are there in the country making cereal? Do you know? 
Well, you know, a lot of their cereals made elsewhere. Um, there are a few plants left, sadly not in Battle Creek. And then there are plants all over the world that make uh, Kellogg cereals. They're in, served in 180 different countries. So the headquarters are still in Battle Creek, but they don't actually manufacture yes, cereal Yes, they close, they close uh, the factory that we all went to as kids. Yeah. Uh, they closed that some years ago, but the world headquarters of the company remain in Battle Creek. Mm. Yes. And my final question, what, what was your the most surprising thing you found? That the research you did in this book is just incredible and so thorough. Was there one factor figure that you found most surprising about the Kellogg brothers? Well, there were two things. One, the doctor is often portrayed as a quack or a nut, or because he was very interested in eugenics, and this is a, a bloody stain on his white suit that can never be washed off. Uh, there were some real racist beliefs that he held. But beyond that, the doctor was quite brilliant and prescient about his ideas of a healthy diet, about exercise, about wellness, about the prevention of disease, and the creation of foods that we continue to consume to this very day. So there was some good there and some great brilliance that we teach in medical schools today. And the little brother, Will, who, as I said, had this inferiority complex the size of Rhode Island, created a world renowned company that still sells <laughs> products by the billions and endowed a, a foundation, the Will Kellogg Foundation, that's a $9 billion foundation, it's one of the biggest in the world, that continues to do wonderful work for children and families around the world to this very day. He was, in a sense, the Bill Gates of processed food. Now, we have issues with processed food as we know more about the science, but nevertheless, both of them made a lasting mark on American culture and probably world culture that exists to this very day. Thanks for listening to Martin Bandike Undercovers for October 2017 and our interview with author Howard Markle about the Kellogg's The Battling Brothers of Battle Creek. This has been a presentation of the Ann Arbor District Library. Hey, do you see what I see standing in a row? Kellogg's bright new faces on the all-star brand.